Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. The pump fake. Tuesday after, what is it now, week eight? Going into week eight. Week nine, going into week nine. Week nine, yeah. See, I'm already losing track. We're in November. I know that much. Jerry Bailey, Ben Raven. Ben Raven for the first time in so long. I've missed seeing your face. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, a lot to uh, to discuss, obviously. This is actually perfect timing because, I mean, obviously you cover the Detroit Lions. I didn't... I mean, we talked in the lobby. You said that you were, you know, kind of waiting to see if the TJ Hawkinson trade would happen. So we're, yeah. we'll get into that as well as the other trades and whatnot that happened today. Um, and to see, uh, you know, how it's going to impact the rest of the league. But we'll start with TJ Hawkinson. I mean, first of all, getting traded within the division, going to Minnesota. Um, I mean, you said that you expected a TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, what uh, what made you kind of foresee that? Apparently, I mean, you're not alone in that, obviously. But what? why did this make sense for Detroit? You know, I wouldn't call it a strong expect, but uh, it was definitely like if they're going to trade something, it's going to be Hawkinson. So so that's kind of what it was for me. You know, they don't have a lot of desirable assets that you can trade. Yeah, you, don't think, you don't think Jared Goff was garnering a ton of national eyes? No, yeah, guys like, you know, even like guys that they probably wouldn't hate to trade, like Amani and Brockers and stuff like that. The contracts didn't really make that possible. So Hawkinson was kind of the guy that made the most sense if they were going to do something. And then they did. And, you know, the deal was – the deal's solid. Anytime you get a second-round pick for a tight end on a nearing the end of their rookie deal is pretty solid. But I was – I will admit I was pretty surprised that they had to send back a fourth-rounder this year yeah. and a conditional – possible fourth rounder next year it just seems like a lot to send back while sending out a solid player i mean they got the second rounder they got the third rounder next year and i mean the way the lions have to look at it is now they have five projected picks within the first 65 picks so that gives you a lot of ammo in the draft that gives you ammo to move up if you want to it gives you more options you know the gm and the team owner have now said they're going to build this thing through the draft and i just think it's officially time for lions fans to recalibrate expectations the preseason hype was what it was. They didn't live up to it. It's not there. They're, this is even more teardown now because this is a team that doesn't have a ton of good players, and they just traded one of their best players. How long is the uh, the Dan Campbell leash now? Oh, gosh. I don't think he's on the hot seat. Like, I really no. don't think there's a hot seat right now. I think it would have to be – I think it would pretty much have to be one in seven at this point next year. And then you're like, well, dude, this isn't going – this isn't happening. Biting kneecaps isn't getting us very far. You know, you know I, it's just like, yeah. Like, if there's still one in six, two in seven at this point oh. next year, it's going to be like, okay, close games are one thing, but it's like you got a freaking win at some point. Especially yeah. now with five freaking top sixty-five picks, like there's gonna be the roster is going to be better. So it's yeah. Is there a quarterback that you're uh, hoping that they target? I mean, obviously the big three being Stroud, Young, and uh, Will Levis. Is there one that you seem to prefer thus far? Do you think that there's you know one that they're kind of leaning? I, I think CJ Stroud's kind of the consensus top one. Maybe Bryce Young, but I mean, I I lean Stroud personally. Uh, is that uh, what's uh, what's your preference so far? I personally lean. Bryce Young out of the top three guys. I just think he's got that 
lethal accuracy, and I know he's just a pint-sized quarterback. I was going to say, only, only six foot 195. <laughs> anyway, I mean, this is, I know. Uh, Dante uh, Martin in there at quarterback. <laughs> he'd have quite the offensive line in front of him, and, I mean, he'd be reunited with Jamison Williams in Detroit. There would be a lot of things to like there. I, I just – you know, I like Stroud. He does a lot of things well, and I'm not comparing him to Jared Goff. That's not what I'm doing here, but he does – have something, I mean, when a play breaks down, when the t- play veers from the blueprint, he kind of gets a little sloppy, and that's kind of that's kind of the Jared Goff in him. I mean, C.J. Stroud's a lot better prospect than Goff was. I'm trying not to compare him there. I'm just nitpicking between the two. He's a great prospect. He's got that Matthew Stafford, like, tight window down the field ability. I mean, he flashed it last week when they – what was it? Yeah, Penn State last week when they freaking put it yeah. on in the fourth quarter. I mean, he, he th- put some of the mu- – Beautiful throws out there, but uh, I do lean Bryce Young out of those three. I just think he's got that lethal freaking accuracy that would just uh, that's going to work at this level. That was every Ohio State Penn State game ever uh, on Saturday. <laughs> like Penn State keeps it competitive, maybe takes a little bit of a lead in the second half, and then Ohio State decides to show up in the fourth quarter, and Penn State you know checks out after after the third. Yeah. Um, so staying in the NFC North, uh, the Chicago Bears have been active, whether it's, you know, sending guys away for the most part. Um, Roquan Smith sent to Baltimore. Um, he requested a trade in the offseason. He obviously showed up for the season. He played well. Arguably the best interior linebacker in the league now in Baltimore. Uh, they trade for Chase Claypool, sending a second-round pick. That wasn't the one they got yeah. from Baltimore. It's their own, so... Cheers to Omar Khan for finessing the Chicago Bears. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, they uh, they trade for um, I don't know, I'm thinking I'm thinking New York Jets. Uh, so uh, yeah, the Bears active seem to be you know trying to surround Justin Field with talent. We'll see how Luke Getzey incorporates Chase Claypool in the offense. Hopefully, he uses him predominantly as a slot guy because as a Steelers fan, he ain't a downfield threat. Can tell you that much. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Bears, what is uh, your outlook on, you know, other teams in the NFC North, obviously, but with Chicago, um, you know, there's been question marks. Okay, do they believe in Justin Fields? Are they going to utilize his talents? They seem to finally be leaning into his ability to run the ball over the past couple weeks, even against Dallas. Like, yeah, they got mm-hmm. slaughtered, um, but hey, they they continue to let him, you know, to set up design runs and now they give him Chase Claypool. Um, but on the des- defensive side of the ball, they seem very much like, all right, we need to you know rebuild this thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it feels like they're finally focusing on building around him. And, I mean, they've, they've got the assets to do it. I was pretty surprised that it was their own second-round pick going back for Claypool. But, uh, hey, whatever. They needed a weapon. They needed a guy like that. They've got a couple of interesting pieces. And Claypool's an interesting piece. Like you said, he's really struggled downfield this year. But he's got that unique size and athleticism. And Chicago needs a little bit, little of that on their offense. And, I mean, that kind of, like, hybrid do-it-on-the-fly kind of works well with fields out of the pocket and stuff like that. But yeah, they're going into, I think they're going to have more than a hundred million in cap space and they've got a first, they've still got Baltimore second round pick. So, I mean, they've, they've got a chance to build something here. I mean, they've got to fill out that offensive line and get another receiver and pray for health in the backfield because there's some pieces there too. But I mean, I mean, I, I think Justin Fields, he deserves the chance. I mean, he deserves the full shot for sure. I mean, we don't know what the heck he is because, like you said, he's looked pretty freaking dynamic last the last couple of weeks. So lean into that and actually give him some help around him and, you know, fill out that offensive line and see what you've got because, I mean, they're going into the offseason with a ton of assets, a ton of chances, and they might already have their franchise quarterback. So it's an opportunity to kind of kickstart that rebuild. 
And I think that Chicago has an advantage over a team like Atlanta that's going to have a lot of money because when it comes to the Bears, I mean, I mean, if I'm a free agent, it comes down to, all right, you know, I got identical deals from the Bears and the Falcons. All right, I get a chance to play in Chicago, live in Chicago, play in front of a national audience more often than Atlanta does because for some reason the Bears are put in prime time a ton. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think for a team like that, they have like that prestige to their advantage where, you know, they're going to be put in a spotlight because of who they are. Um, and yeah, playing with Justin Fields doesn't seem like a bad idea, uh, especially if you're a receiver now, because they start Lou Getze and the offense are seem seemingly starting to figure it out. Uh, even if, you know, Michael Parsons returns a fumble for a touchdown, they kind of fall apart in the fourth quarter, but they seem to be trending in the right direction there. No, for sure. No, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, um, it's, I've been kind of surprised by how competent they've looked this season. They haven't looked good, but it's like, look, I, I expected the Bears to be easily the worst team in the NFL this season, just yeah. looking at what they had put around fields. I, I, I was like, man, they're going to break this kid before he even has a chance is kind of what it was looking like. So now it's like, okay, they're doing them right. I mean, I know Claypool really hit the wall after starting hot there, but I mean, there's, there's clearly something to work with if they can tap back into that so um hey two thumbs up on me i mean rokon swift they weren't gonna pay him it's kind of like with hawkinson they they weren't gonna pay hawkinson it was pretty clear on that i mean no talks had gone so it's like get what you can out of him and shoot they did the uh the broncos send bradley chubb to the dolphins for a package that includes a first round pick and look i i tip my cap to the dolphins for kind of going all in on this I still feel like they're playing for the right to get beat in Kansas City or Buffalo. <laughs> they're at least giving themselves a chance in those games. I mean, with the pass rush, I mean, that Jalen Phillips cat is really coming along, and I love some Bradley Chubb when he's healthy. He's one of the best pass rushers in the game. But like you said, they've really – they're all in, though. I mean, Tyreek and Jalen and <laughs> the pass rush like that. I mean, Bradley Chubb's no joke, but I was like, dang, first-round pick. I mean, teams are just throwing around. Those playoff – those playoff contenders, I mean, the Rams offering two first-round picks for Brian Burns and that not getting accepted is crazy, yeah. just absolutely crazy. So it's like – this is like well, a good to, situation. To be fair, yeah. to be fair uh, Brian Burns will have grandkids by the time the Rams have a first-round pick again. Yeah. So that that might have something to, to do with the uh, with Carolina not accepting that. Oh, man, I, I, I get why the, the Dolphins are going all in. I You know, I just watched that team two days ago in person, and I mean – even when Tua leaves the ball short, Tyreek Hill goes up and makes a play. I mean, Waddle ran a crosser, I think, like every single freaking time they ran a play-action read, and Waddle just did a crosser up the middle, and it just – they've got some serious weapons. I mean, they finally used Gasecki. I understand that defense has got some interesting pieces too. I mean, Christian Wilkins had been a stud all year, and it's like – yeah, they're they're in though. I mean, that's I mean, if that doesn't work, then that's going to be hard to come back from because there's a lot of money. Because I mean, it sounded like that they were going to immediately extend Chubb. So I mean, hey, if you're going to trade a first round pick, you better have a new contract. Everybody's <sighs> waiting for for the Green Bay Packers to do something, <laughs> and then standard Green Bay Packers form, they just decided not to. Um, team that's three and five. Um, I didn't expect them to be, you know, this poor. I mean, obviously losing Devontae Adams hurt that offense. That's very evident. I didn't think they'd be this bad, though. Um, it seems like the old guard in the NFC is just kind of taking a step back. Both the Bucks and Packers are three and five, um, which kind of leaves the NFC wide open. Like, I understand that Philadelphia is undefeated. Um, to me, they feel a lot like the 2019 Ravens, where they're just going to run through the regular season, not really face any adversity, and then face you know a possibility of just getting blitzed by a team 
uh, in the divisional round, assuming that they get a bye. Um, to me, the NFC right now, I think it's Philadelphia. I think you can maybe throw the 49ers in there. I don't know who else. Like, I'm not buying into the Giants. Like, the Giants are fun. The Seahawks are fun. Those aren't Super Bowl contenders to me, Ben. No, I, I think it's pretty much the Eagles and then kind of maybe the Cowboys and then everybody yeah, else. In my yeah, opinion. maybe Dallas. Because I, I do, I buy the Cowboys. I buy what they've got. But I do buy the Eagles pretty hard too. But yeah, the NFC's weird, man. The freaking Vikings are 6-1, and one, have a three-game advantage in the NFC North. I mean, tell me, nobody saw that coming, even if you saw step backs from other teams. I mean, you know, I'm reading this here that the Packers did at least try to offer a second-round pick for Claypool, so at least they were, like, in on it and trying. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, if anybody – if any team that needed help with the turnaround, it was the Packers. They just needed a receiver for Aaron Rodgers. They needed just, like, a pass catcher or anything for him. I mean, it's just – it's been ugly. It's been really weird. I mean, they come to town here in Detroit this weekend, and it's like – we were kind of – I was kind of joking. I was like, shoot – you know, Aaron Rodgers has kind of got his traditional kickstart game ahead of him here. So it's like, I wouldn't count them out yet. He's got a date with the Lions this Sunday. And that's kind of been his uh, get you right back on track medicine for his like entire career. But uh, yeah, the Packers have looked disgusting. They didn't add anything today, but it uh, sounds like they were trying. So at least they've got a little self-awareness how bad it's been. But ugh, I didn't expect yeah. three and five either. Yeah. I mean, we touched on the Eagles. They added Robert Quinn. He got a little bit of taste of action against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Steelers fans, I mean, including myself, I mean, and screaming, okay, Canada's got to go. And then they <laughs> trade away Chase Claypool. We're like, we didn't mean that Canada. We, <laughs> we didn't mean the Canadian. <laughs> we met the offensive coordinator. Um, the Colts, I mean, they fired their offensive coordinator. And I, I think once I saw that person, I was like, all right, if Tomlin's going to do it, Omar right. Khan and Tomlin are going to do this. It's got to be either today or tomorrow. Preferably today, because I mean, once Wednesday rolls around, you're kind of gearing up for Sunday. Yeah. Um, but Steelers do have a bye week, um, so they kind of have a little bit of extended time to do that. Um, you texted me during the draft after the Kenny Pickett. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, all you said was like "Godspeed, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, I, I wasn't a fan of the pick. Um, still, really not. I mean, this isn't even my bias being like he just hasn't. He hasn't looked good. <laughs> There's been some bright spots. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's definitely looked better than I expected. Um, that's a very low bar. Um, if you're the Steelers, let's say that Pittsburgh does finish with a top five pick and Pickett doesn't show any sort of major improvement. Do the Steelers, should they take a quarterback? Will they take a quarterback if one's there? Man, I think they probably should because it would be yeah. an instant upgrade both for the probably short term and the long term. I mean, Kenny not, Pickett's probably going to get better, but like I think not so much. Younger, I mean, he's going to be twenty-five yeah. this year, next year, Ben. So exactly. Like, you, I mean, take, you take a young guy that has a lot of room for improvement, who's three years younger. That nice. seems to be the smart thing to do. Yeah, and then at that point, I mean, you've got a Josh Rosen situation on your hands, and all of a sudden, you're trying to trade a recent first-round pick that you just benched by via the draft. Uh, it's a tough situation, but I mean, if they if they're seriously in the top five at the end of the year, I mean, and Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are there, it'd be pretty freaking hard not to do that. I feel like, I mean, like I said, that's I feel like they'd be better on day one than he'll be on day one in year two. I mean, <laughs> that's. Uh, so yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> it hasn't looked pretty. What's he got? Eight interceptions, two, two touchdowns, eight interceptions on the yeah, year. The I touchdown pass that was thrown yesterday was thrown by the guy that they just traded to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. No, it's uh, I thought Trubisky would win that job anyway, and then he did, and that was a disaster too. But 
It's tough, man. It's tough. At least you got George Pickens, though. He was one of my favorites in that draft, and he's a beast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's for Pickens, uh, I expect big things for him. And I was really happy when they drafted him. I think he'll have a big second half of the year, mostly because, you know, Pickett seems to target him a lot. Um, so we'll see. Um, no, they traded for William. They traded for William Jackson today. You know what they gave up for him? A conditional 2025 sixth round pick. They traded for a current college freshman yeah. who's going to be a special teams <laughs> guy the first two years of his career. <laughs> like that's hilarious. No, that was a pretty legit move for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, they needed some help on the back end. Uh, when Akella Weatherspoon hasn't been hurt, he's been reading the nameplates of receivers throughout the season. <laughs> It's been it's been not a good year for Akella Weatherspoon and the Steelers as a whole. So this is uncharted territory for me as a fan, Ben. Yeah, two and six, man. That's uh Tomlin might be breaking that streak this year, huh? Yeah, I mean then what? Because the whole thing is like, oh, you can't fire Mike Tomlin. Never had a losing season. Like, well, you know, he's he's eight and nine in the playoffs. I think he only has since since their Super Bowl against Green Bay in what twenty eleven. I think he's got two playoff wins. Two. <laughs> you could make the argument though this could be his like first actual rebuild though because they've always kind of been like, uh, so it's like I don't know, you know, he's just got to figure out quarterback now. They've taken. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's not a uh, you know another 20 year gap like it was after Bradshaw to Ben. Let's hope that there's not going to be, you know, the franchise quarterback in 2037. Find your Cordell Stewart. You'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Your Neil O'Donnell. (laughs) Oh, Neil O'Donnell. The Jets gave him so much money after he went to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Rich Kotite was the head coach. Oh, good Lord. I actually have, hold on. I have like a classic Jets pennant on my wall right there. I see that. That's nice. I like I love that helmet. I lo- I wish that they would go back to that. Yeah, that that exact color scheme with the helmet. Like I like their new jerseys and helmets, but yeah, the current the current green that they have is pretty similar to that. But the the uniforms that they wore Sunday, like the matte black, I I like the matte black helmets, but with yeah. the green face mask, horrible. Yeah. Oh god, I awful. I agree. So the quarterback, by the way, he threw like he was you know, trying to get passes to the to the New England Patriots. Um, <laughs> I feel for Zach Wilson. I feel like he is he's too reckless. Um, he was my favorite quarterback coming out of that draft. I love watching him at BYU. He's got an absolute piss missile on his arm. Um, but yeah, dude needs to get it together. He just kind of play, the way he plays and like his size and some of his injuries. I feel like it's gonna still take a minute for him to figure out. Like he's gonna have those like flashes of brilliance, but it's gonna be like there's also gonna be flashes where he looks like he's never played football before and he's flinging it over his head into quadruple coverage. Like he's a He's an interesting watch, man. Like he really is. Like sometimes it's like, oh, he's got it. And he's a roller coaster. Like, that is for. <laughs> sure. That's a bust already. But no, I I don't know about him. Like seriously, but uh, it sounds like they're gonna stick with him. I mean, shoot, the thing with him is how young he is and kind of how he kind of was a one and a half year hit wonder. So it's kind of like I'm sure they were thinking this was gonna take a minute to kind of right the ship. And I'm sure they're not complaining where they are. What are the Jets? Five and two, six, and two, five and three. Now that since I was in England, yeah. That's uh. They're probably feeling all right about that. <laughs> I'm sure they are. A lot of that was off the back of Brees Hall, though, who's now gone. So yeah, for be, sure. Yeah, nice little trade for James Robinson, though. I did. Like yeah, I mean Michael Carter and James Robinson. That's not a horrible backfield by any stretch of the imagination. 
Mm. Didn't cost much to get Robinson either. But uh, yeah, no, the New York teams have been fascinating. The Lions play both the New York teams this year, and I'm fascinated to watch them because it's like, are these guys actually for real? Like the Giants, I feel like might kind of be for real. The Jets, I'm still kind of like, wait, what's going on here? How are they five and three? <laughs> like, like, I love. Like, back I love didn't play a snap this year. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and they're, I mean, the Jets are harboring Elijah Moore like he's a hostage, too. They didn't get rid of him. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Didn't he play that past week? Did he play this past week? I, I mean, I wasn't watching every snap of the, uh, the Jets game. Not. so I... He did not. Oh, he did. He had snaps, but no. He had one target on 10 snaps. Huh? I wonder why he wants. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I wonder why he wants out. I'm sure he would have loved to go to Green Bay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Jeez, that would have made a lot of sense there, too. I mean, it would have been another young, inexperienced wide receiver thrust into a starting role. That's why it was kind of shocking to see. Claypool would have just made a ton of sense there. It's just, dang, if they could have hurt, especially if they would have hurt it's Chicago, it's like, well, up your offer. Throw a fifth or a sixth on there and just, like, move that needle a little bit. You need it, man. Hell, I, I would have listened. I would have loved to watch a bidding war for Chase Claypool that would have resulted in the Steelers getting three picks somehow. That would have been hysterical. <laughs> yeah, Claypool. What what has happened with him? Because I I loved him coming out of school, and then he started hot. What is it? Just kind of been the quarterback issue, kind of stunting his growth. Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously the rookie year with Ben, he had that game against Philadelphia where he had four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Oh my goodness, this is Canadian." You know, Calvin Johnson, this is great. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is just the stubbornness of, I mean, it was Randy Feekner in 2020 and then Canada these past two years. They they see that he's tall and yeah. that he's muscular and say, all right, that's downfield threat. He can't create his own space no. um, on the outside. They've tried to. Like, if you go back and watch, uh, Kenny Pickett's first throw was a deep ball to Chase Claypool. 6'5", Chase Claypool on... 510 insert name of Jets cornerback. <laughs> and uh yeah, he just doesn't he can't high point a ball. <laughs> and that's been his problem his entire career is, is when they try to use utilize him in the deep ball game, he's just not he, he built like Tarzan plays like Jane, you know. Yeah. Um but like a slot tight end. Like That's what I'm saying, like if <laughs> la- last year Juju got hurt against Denver and he was their predominant slot guy, he's the guy that you know they would throw six yard passes to and he'd get twelve. He just wouldn't go down to first contact. Yep. Claypool had seven catches and a touchdown that game because he was in the slot. Like it was right that like just look at that, replicate that, and he can mm-hmm. eat. Um, so hopefully Luke Getze, Eberflus in Chicago kind of realized that. I know that Darnell Mooney's kind of their predominant slot guy, but he's you can move him around. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how they utilize him. Um, I told you that we were gonna play a game. Yeah, um, that's right. So this is the first time I'm doing this. I tweeted about it last week. Each week, I'm doing a segment called Acknowledge or Mid. Mm. So a team, a player, a coach, do they deserve to be acknowledged like Roman Reigns? Mm. Or would would Maxwell Jacob Freeman say that they're mid? Mid. Gotcha. Mid. So you touched on the Minnesota Vikings. Is this a team? I would even turn on the talk track for this just so we know it's an important segment. Minnesota Vikings, acknowledge me or mid? I'm acknowledge. I'm acknowledging. You know, I was kind of higher on them entering the season this year anyway. I didn't I didn't think they'd be six and one, but you know, any team with uh Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and De- Delvin Cook is gonna have some success. I mean, now you got Hawkinson in there. I mean, Kirk Cousins is he's a killer on play action, and now he's gonna be even better. I mean, that team's gonna be able to do exactly what they want to do down the stretch. I mean, 
you're going to get Irv Smith back to the playoffs, and all of a sudden you're going to have Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen, and Hawkinson and Irv Cook sets out there. Like, they're going to be able to play exactly how they want to play. That's dangerous. If Kirk is playing the way he is, that is a that is a they're not an Eagles slash Cowboys level contender in my mind, but they're the next step below. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell offense, and like you said, when they get you know Irv Smith back, they have T.J. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne, Adam Thielen. Like that, yeah, that's Osborne, a lot of man. Yeah, that's a lot of mouths to feed, but there are a lot of damn good mouths there. Uh, wow, let me rephrase that. There's a lot of good play, <laughs> a lot of great players on that offense. So yeah, I know I'm definitely acknowledging the Minnesota Vikings, um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hate to say it, Ben, but they might be mid the Cincinnati Bengals. They have looked pretty mid all season this year, and last night was gross. I couldn't believe I, – I joined in when it was like 13 nothing, I think, and I could not believe what I was watching. I mean, yeah. that offense was just dead without Jamar Chase. Uh, I mean, and they got some talented playmakers, but, man, they've been bad this year. I mean, not terrible, but it's been not pretty. Not pretty. Yeah, I mean, obviously losing Jamar Chase, you know, who has an argument of being, you know, the best receiver in football right now. Yeah, that's that's not a small feat. You know, even when you have T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, I mean, T. Higgins Higgins made a nice touchdown catch late in the game yesterday. Um, Tyler Boyd, I think, has been one of the more underrated receivers in the game just because of guys he's played with, he doesn't really get as much shine. They still got guys on that offense defensively. I mean, they lose Chadovia Wuzie for the year. That's, you know, that's a big loss. Um, but yeah, man, they start off really slow against Pittsburgh and Dallas. You know, pick things up. You know, they beat. They they look like themselves against Atlanta, and yeah, then obviously, you know, Chase gets injured. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know who they play this coming week. I don't know if you do. Yeah, they just have not. They play the Panthers this week, so that's a good okay. chance to get it back on. But they just have not been able to run it all this year. And I mean, now you're playing without Chase, and it's like your offense gets a little even more predictable. And I mean. Joe Burrow is going to have to be on his game, baby. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this comes back to the preseason, the fact that none of these guys played. It's a brand-new offensive line for the most part. They didn't really get to build that chemistry. So it doesn't matter how good those guys are. I mean, if they're not used to playing with each other, that's uh, it's not going to be easy to do. Um, the New York Giants, I will acknowledge the New York Giants. That does not mean that I think that they are a serious threat. Now, the NFC, I mean, we touched on how crappy the NFC is. They could legitimately, if they're the top wild card team and they end up facing like Atlanta, <laughs> depending on how the NFC South goes, they could win a playoff game and then go to Philadelphia and maybe make it fun. Um, I, I just don't see Daniel Jones taking a team to the promised land. You know, I'm gonna, I know I was just saying, I think the Giants are solid, but I am gonna go with mid just because like, so much of this rides on Saquon Barkley right now because it's like that. They're the New York attack. fighting Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, I mean that passing attack has like had moments, but it still has been not very efficient. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the their 32nd net yards per passing attempt. That's pretty rough. It's been kind of the Saquon show. I mean, his stats are 779 yards and five touchdowns, nearly five yards a carry. Like it's he's had a lot of injury history lately. So I mean. They're, they're close to acknowledge. I think this is a definite potential playoff team, obviously, the way they started. But, I mean, man, if I drew the Giants in the wild card, I'd be feeling pretty good about that draw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
if you're the NFC South, though, I mean, I don't think you're feeling good about playing anybody, especially after that overtime fiasco that we saw between the Panthers and the Falcons with DJ Moore taking off his helmet after the Hail Mary. They need to, um, not, they need to do away with that rule. Like, this I is agree. a game. This, you know, I understand that rule, but it's like, this is a game that's like faceless. Like, you, you want to reward emotions. A guy rips yeah. his helmet off in a moment like that. Like, you really want to change the course of that game based on a guy taking his helmet off after making an amazing catch. Like, I agree. Don't, don't go MLB on it. Don't go MLB. That's like, like the uh, that's like football's bat flip. Yeah, yeah, man. I hated that. I agree. I very much agree. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. They're four and three, second currently uh, in the AFC West, a game behind the Chiefs. Justin Herbert's fantastic. They just seem to be nerfing him by themselves. Like, I don't know what the hell. They're, they're turning him into just this check-down quarterback. I understand that Keenan Allen's been hurt, but Mike Williams has got arms the size of his legs, and they just weren't utilizing that. Uh, the Chargers feel very mid to me, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is supposed to be Brandon Staley's specialty, and they just haven't been good. Yeah, they're mid until they figure it out on defense. And, I mean, I know they are the Chargers, so they're always missing a ton of pieces. I mean, Rayshon Slater, that's a big piece to be missing there. It's just, uh, that, like you said, that defense, you can't have that bad of a defense in the AFC freaking West and expect to compete. So they are they're pretty mid right now. I mean, they've, they've got the best chance of any team we'll call mid to break out of it, I think, because they got that Justin Herbert guy. But, uh yeah, they're pretty hardly. Mid, they're pretty mid right now. They 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 don't feel like a real threat. I mean, God, I couldn't believe the Seahawks beat them by two touchdowns the other week. Yeah, the uh, the Tennessee Titans are five and two. They just started Malik, Malik Willis getting his first career start this past week, and then they proceeded to hand the ball to Derrick Henry about seventy times. Um, five and two in that bad division. Uh, I don't see Tennessee making any sort of deep playoff run. Uh, so, I mean, we talk about bad receiving cores. Like, <laughs> I can't I can name Robert Woods, and I can name that Traylon Burks kid just because they drafted him, expecting him to replace AJ Brown. Outside of that, like, they don't have a ton of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I love Mike Vrabel. Don't get me wrong; I would. He seems like a guy that would make you want to run through a wall for him. This is a mid team. It is a mid team, and it's like it's like I couldn't call it an acknowledge because I'd be a hypocrite because it all rides on Derrick Henry too, the same way it does for the Giants. <laughs> I have a lot more faith in Derrick Henry than I do in Saquon Barkley staying healthy. For some reason, I just uh, he looks to be prime Derrick Henry right now, the way he's yeah. running. So it's like shit. If they're gonna be running that, then maybe this is a freaking playoff team. I mean, they might run through that division. I'm gonna call them mid for sure, but it's like this feels like. Uh, I don't know. This is such a weird team. This is such a weird team. Malik Willis had like 55 yards passing last week. And like, just like, absurd. A game like, I know it was a close game, but like that game like wasn't even a sweat for him the way Henry was playing. Like when he's playing like that, Vrabel can call a game exactly how he wants it. It's just, they can get that defense to play. I mean, I know they've been rock solid against the run this year, but they've had some breaks against pass. I mean, they need to pick it up in the pass coverage. And it's just like, I just, I just look at AJ Brown and the way he's playing. It's just like you really traded away that dude in the prime of his career instead of extending him. Like my God, that would have been nice for Tannehill. Who's still got a year yeah. or two left. That would have been nice for Malik Willis whenever he takes over. It's like Traylon Burks, Burks might be good, but it's a pretty far freaking chance he's ever close to AJ Brown level. Yeah, no, de de definitely, definitely agree on that. Like, I don't know, man. It's. It'll be interesting to see Malik Willis if they continue going forward with him. But outside of that, like, I don't Tennessee. got to let him run more. He's got to run more. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, 
they they also have the benefit of playing in the in a division with you know the two and six Jaguars and then the other two quarterbacks being Sam Ellinger and Davis Mills for the rest of the year. So that shouldn't be. I, I don't see them losing this league whatsoever. 49ers, four and four. They beat the Rams in the regular season for the eighth consecutive time. Christian McCaffrey becoming the first player since Ladainian Tomlinson in 2005 to throw for a touchdown, run for a touchdown, and receive for a touchdown in the same game. So that trade's already working out pretty well. The 49ers acknowledge or mid. Acknowledge hardcore. The second Debo Samuel is back, it is scary to think about that offense and what Kyle Shanahan's going to be doing, the pre-snap deception and all that stuff. When I mean, the way that Brandon's playing, Christian McCaffrey looked exactly like Christian McCaffrey last week. I mean, that's just that just feels like such a perfect fit. I don't care how much they gave up. I don't care that it's for a running back. That is like such a perfect fit for his offense. I mean, I acknowledge them pretty hardcore. They're going to be – if anybody's going to break out of that mid – four and four five and three group and take the nfc it's the 49ers absolutely agree um and in terms of the experience on their side too i mean this is a team that you know their core has been to two nfc championship games and a super bowl um i think that that's where they have a big advantage over the eagles yeah. it's just the fact that a lot of these guys are star players they haven't been there done that 49ers have um, they're, they're my favorite currently to come out of the NFC just because of that. I know that the Eagles are, you know, trying to you know, build this super team of, of sorts and just acquired Robert Quinn. Um, but I mean, I touched on it earlier. I just feel like the lack of, of adversity, I think kind of come back to haunt them a little bit come postseason. I like the 49ers a lot. Um, the thing is though, Ben, let's say they get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. What do you do with Trey Lance? <laughs> <laughs> You do exactly what you tried to do this year and force that freaking dude under center and say he's our quarterback. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Thanks again. No, no. <laughs> what if they win it? Like, I don't think they're gonna. But if they do, I mean, that's... I feel like you might have another Josh Rosen situation. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like Shanahan's gonna be like, nope, it's Lance. It's, it's Trey Lance. Straight. It's gotta be. It almost has to be. I mean, for the, for the amount of capital they gave up, it definitely, like, that feels like something they're going to have to force. And it's going to be two years off of his rookie contract already. So it's like, ooh, you got to figure out what he is and you got to figure it out now because you're not going to be able to trade that unless somebody like the Lions or. I was just about to say, Detroit would love to have Trey Lance, I'm sure. I, that's a fascinating thought just because it's like, what the heck would that even cost? What you've seen of him has been really bad. That's a bad injury. And it's like, he's lost two years now. So it's like, I don't know. But that would take a whole lot. That would take Jimmy Garoppolo winning a Super Bowl. And I, yeah, no, I, I completely understand the ramifications of what it would take for that to happen. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be fun. And that's acknowledge or mid. Easy peasy. All right, buddy. Good half hour from you. It's fun doing this again. Um, yeah, we need to uh, we need to do wrestling trivia soon. Next time, Greg yes. Cherry messages yes. us to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a busy week last week. It was a busy week. I couldn't pull it all off. Couldn't pull it all off. So you want to know something fun? I'm going through the YouTube comments right now, and there's like this definite spam account whose yeah. whose profile name is 69xxx.fun nice. trying to uh, uh, advertise this dating site. They didn't send a link, though. So, I mean, we're, I guess we're never going to know what 69xxx.fun is all about. Um, which is a shame. What are you watching back there? I see you peeking. I was just checking on the Buffalo, Ohio score, some Tuesday night matching. Jesus, Harold Christ. <laughs> Sorry, I got a single game parlay on this game. It's not looking good. I was going to say, are you like Thor <laughs> Nystrom who bets on football every day of the week? Oh, man. There's, 
There's live fo- there's live college football on. What what am I supposed to do? Can I just say that like I'm glad I didn't partake in that college football fantasy again because I shit the bed on that last Damn, year. I'm bummed I didn't get the invite if Thor ever sees this. I want to try that shit. Oh, I'll, all you got to do is text him. I know. I kind of forgot to ask him this year because I was like, damn, Can I went in on that. Yeah. It's crazy. I went in on that. <laughs> it, dude, it was absurd. Because I do college fantasy, but it's kind of like, I mean, it's a 14 I was in the college league. fantasy league last yeah. year, and I sucked in that one too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking terrible. That's why I'm not doing it again. I mean, I don't don't pretend to know, like, to be a college football expert. I'm not. I'm very much a casual college fan. But, yeah, it felt like fun to do. And then I went, like, 2-12. and I was like, yeah, never again, ever. Horrible. Uh, Are you you going to Mobile this year? I don't know. I'm going to push for it. I always kind of push for it. Uh, Pandemic kind of ruined my first chance to go. And then last year, my B partner, Kyle, went instead of me. Because they were coaching, whatever. Uh, fair you know. enough, yeah. So, yeah. Well, the so, yeah, least, we'll see. I push very, for everything, man. <laughs> I try yeah, to go on say. every trip I can. I say, yeah, let's go. Send me, send me, send me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, at the very least, at least the uh, the combine in Indy. We need to, yeah, uh, that seems to be my guaranteed off-season trip every year for that week, for sure. Yeah. yeah. God, I like living in Indy, man. I was on, down there for a week for joint practices. That was... <laughs> Yeah, seems like a fun place. I haven't been to the combine yet, so this would be my first one. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a. I've got the food scene mapped out now. You know, it's a. Oh, you, I, I you, invert, you invert, you invert both. Yeah. Like last year, like I, I got yeah. accepted to go and everything. It's just financially, I just, I just couldn't swing it. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, dude, you think Mobile's good? Indianapolis is the best week of the year. No, it really, <laughs> right. it really is. I tell people, I'm like, you know what? It's a good Midwest city. I'm not trying to oversell it. It is a Midwest city, but it's mm-hmm. good and it's got a really good kind of deep food scene you know it's not just steakhouses and trim cocktail like there's a lot to it like god i found one of my favorite tie joints on the face of the earth there like there's just a lot of solid food there i uh lived in, Pen- <sighs> lived in pennsylvania my entire life i've never been like <laughs> further west like I'm not, i've never been to ohio <laughs> you ain't been to ohio yet i haven't been to, like i've just never had a reason to just go on like a four-hour drive <laughs> oh it, like Youngstown is like like an hour, maybe. Oh, yeah. like it's not. It's just. It's, just go watch a football thing? game. Go watch a Youngstown State football game. <sighs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm. Uh, what conference? Do they? What do they play in the American? I don't know. Bo Pelini was their coach a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll leave the uh, the Youngstown State football on whatever night of the week they play to uh, to you. That'll be that'll be your designation. Um. Oh man, I miss doing this with you. Um, yeah. You watch, are you keeping up with the uh, the wrestling scene? I assume. I do my best. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm caught up right now. It's been hard to tell this last week with my own wrestling stuff going on, but uh, I didn't watch Rampage. But whatever. So I'm caught. Nobody up. watches Rampage anymore. Yeah, I, I, I watched. Show now. <laughs> I watched Dynamite. I know. I was just talking to uh, Justin Rogers on the Lions beat about that the other day. I'm like, it's better than Thunder, but it's got some WCW Thunder vibes to it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the match quality is really good, but like none. Yeah, of like you're gonna get good wrestling, but no storylines are getting progressed whatsoever. Nothing, like that's just a televised version of like the YouTube shows that they have. It's very, very missable. I when I had the network when before it went on Peacock, I would go back and watch some old stuff on Thunder just because it was like hysterically bad. Oh, oh my goodness! I used to watch that shit weekly as it. <laughs> aired and it was bad then too goodness gracious 
Uh, uh, are you excited for uh, the the seemingly face turn of the Burberry scarf wearing Maxwell Jacob Freeman? I'm ready for it. I'm ready. He needs to win that championship. It just that ch- that shift needs to happen. Mox is due his vacation time. Yes, you know, like yes. Uh, angry you know, filter got away from him. Yeah, he did. He did. You know. You know. Yeah. What a mess. That's still. You know, they. It feels like they've kind of got back on track the last couple of weeks because yeah. for like a month there it was like, oh, this is like doesn't even feel like AEW right now. Yeah. This feels so weird. But yeah, no, but, it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. It should be a good show. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's a weird, aired, it's still a weird time. They aired that uh, elite vignette, so it seems like yeah. they're on their way back. I don't know what they're gonna do when they get back. I don't know if that's gonna be something that's like h- subtly hinted at, like, hey, yeah, we were gone for a little bit, <laughs> right? They're going to have to address it because that's the way they've always done stuff. So they got to do it again. My main question is where the hell is Miro? It is time. Dude, like I like the past past couple months, it's been like, all right, why is Darby Allen on TV once a month? Why is Dante Martin? Like, where the hell is he? Like all these guys who like everybody was excited that they were getting pushes just immediately got stalled for dudes like Satnam Singh. Like, I don't give two shits about Satnam Singh. Respectfully, don't care about Jay Lethal. Give me something worth... worth. Oh, I guess the Darby Allen, yeah, he, he got beat up by Jay Lethal after they seemingly made peace and shook hands, so that didn't make sense. I don't, I don't know. It's just been interesting to see a guy like Miro just, like, not utilized at all. I mean, yeah. it, that's just rare to see a guy who completely buys into his character the way he does and just, I mean, he's, I just think he's one of the best workers in the freaking world, too. I think he's great. Uh, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. House of Black seems to be coming back too. Malachi and Buddy uh, Buddy Matthews tweeted out the same video that they seem to be on their way back, which is good because that was a whole thing that it was like, oh, Malachi's released. No, he's not. He's staying. There was, <laughs> there was <laughs> a lot going on there for a minute, man. Yeah, dude. Drama. Wrestling's Drama's good for wrestling, though. That's what I'm saying. Like the the whole like backstage, like all right, what's actually happening is I think it's more fun than sometimes than the actual wrestling. <laughs> No, for sure. That's why the observers has existed as long as it has. <laughs> yes, it has. Daddy Dave Meltzer. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll let you get back to your maxion. We'll wrap this yeah, up. There's some Tuesday um, maxion I got to pay attention to. Who who did you bet on? What did you bet? Well, I was thinking Buffalo would give Ohio a game, but that's not happening. And I was thinking Ball State would give Kent State a game, and that's also not happening. So the parlor doesn't seem like it's going to hit. No, both of those DraftKings had some action parlay boost, so I threw my threw my knee threw my uh, dart at the board, and yeah, it's not this past good. week was my worst week of betting. Like I hit a same game last week that won me two hundred. That I was excited about, and then this week the only thing that really hit for me was Patriots minus one and a half. So I was pissed. Uh, yeah, the only thing I've been hitting is my freaking college pick'em group with a bunch of guys. It's a twenty dollar buy-in every week. I've been red hot. I'm like ranked top 200 in the world on ESPN. ESPN's thing. I've won like four or five weeks out of like eight weeks, and it's been it's been pretty good. <laughs> There's like 22 dudes in that. <laughs> you a, apparently, you need to get on a college beat, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, apparently, no. I'm winning my college football league. I'm winning my pickums. Goodness gracious! All right, buddy. I'll let you get to your maxion. No, I appreciate you doing this. We'll definitely we'll, we'll we'll plan to do it. More in advance, not just me texting you the day. I'll be like, "Hey, you free tonight?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> we need uh, no notes too. Yeah, no, we'll definitely do that. Um, 
I love that that shows just me talking to my friends in the, in the industry about absolutely nothing. It's so much fucking fun, dude. The best. So much fun. But yeah, season one was good. Sean was fun. Amy Trask was good. Verderam was good. Diana was the season finale of season one. So yeah, it was a good, good little. Awesome. Once, football, once football came around, though, I was like, all right, I'll put this. Put the sun pause. Yeah. So that's that's more of the off season project, but I can uh, definitely do some, get them filmed and whatnot, and get them released. So yeah, you'll definitely be uh, one of the first people I call whenever I want to get get it going again. All right. All right, buddy. Take care. Anything you want to plug before you get on out of here? <laughs> Not really. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin S. Raven on Twitter. I'm live.com slash Are you paying to keep your verification? No, hell no. I no, no chance. No chance. I I didn't ask for mine. It was a M Live uh, social media employee like six years ago, like submitted a bunch of them for us. And I was like, no, I'm not paying paying to keep that shit. It doesn't do anything for me. It just gets me more spam bullshit. <laughs> That's the funniest thing, though, too, because like I, like I wanted mine back for the longest time because, you know, a bunch of people lost theirs last year and I was one of them. Now, if I get it back, people are going to know that that I pay for it and they're just going to think <laughs> that I'm like an egomaniac dumbass and I'm Actually, not doing that. Well, this is a new situation. I hated when friends asked me if I paid for my current one. I'm like, I didn't pay for that shit. Like, come on, no way. You think I'd pay money for a check mark on social media? To get media? verification from a robot to, to, to no. lean into my self-worth? How dare you? Oh, that's funny. I wonder if like, I feel like big guy, like Schefter and like Rappaport will definitely keep theirs. Well, that's what I was just thinking about is like, cause you have all those fake Schefter and rap and uh, shams and woes Twitter accounts. Yeah, like, those guys start paying for the check mark. They're going to start fucking shit up even more with, by faking us out and stuff. What like, I'm saying. What I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Cause Twitter is such like an everyday function of my job and yeah. job and what we do and stuff like that. And it's like, it feels threatened for sure. Like I saw Ben Albright had tweeted that like eventually we should like try to find a different platform to use. I don't know if there's anything coming anytime soon that could replace Twitter though, especially for what we do. Yeah, it would have to be like a copycat almost. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Football only Twitter. <laughs> that no, that's an idea. Yeah. We should get in front of that. Let's find some engineers. There you go. All right, buddy. Cheers to that. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Peace out. All right, buddy. See ya. That's. Oh, I love that man to death. All right. Yeah, we'll get on out of here. Um, do a show this weekend after the Thursday night games. Newsletter comes out tomorrow. If you don't subscribe to it already, it's in my bio at J Bailey NFL on Twitter. You'll get that on your email. But yeah, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate Ben Raven. We're rolling into week nine. November's here. Starting to get colder. It's going to start snowing soon up here in the Northeast. Not looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, season rolls on. I think teams are starting to like separate themselves a little bit. But yeah, a lot of parity this year. And we'll keep it rolling. Uh, like I said, show later this week, probably Friday, uh, to recap the Thursday night game. And then, uh, yeah, discuss what's going on going into Sunday and Monday night. So till then. This is the bump fake, Jared Bailey. Follow me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. Subscribe to the newsletter. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.